Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 143. Welcome to episode 143 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about a topic that I think is really important as we start a new year, uh, or even if you're listening to this and it's a little bit after the start of the new year, it's always important as we're looking at setting goals and taking our next steps to move forward that we do so in a way that actually works, right? So a lot of us may know that setting a New Year's resolution might not necessarily be the best way to go about achieving our goals, uh, but we might not know exactly what to do or what works for us. So uh, at the beginning of the year, we usually talk about how to set effective goals for language learning because, you know, this is a time when a lot of people are taking a look back at the last year, uh, taking stock of really what went well and maybe what didn't go so well. So I want to give you uh, some tips and some advice, and it's a little bit maybe non-conventional. Maybe you might think it's something that um, you haven't tried before, but I think that's a reason uh, to try it out. Uh, because I think it really is important to make sure that you stay focused to reach your goals, especially if you want to make this year the year that you speak Spanish fluently. So I'm actually going to talk about 
not what to do to set effective goals because we've talked a lot about goal setting on the podcast and definitely check out our goal setting series if you haven't listened to it already i'll put a link in uh, the description and the notes for this episode so you can refer uh, back to that as a starting point but you know i think this may be even more important than deciding what to do and this is really deciding what not to do to reach your fluency goal you know a lot of us have many different goals, many different interests, and it can be overwhelming when we think about all the things that we want to do. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. (laughs) But I think that there is power in deciding what not to do because it's really a way to set up some parameters around how you will spend your time this year. And deciding what you won't do is sometimes just as important as deciding what you want to achieve because it really does help you say no to things that will pull you away from your goals. So it really is a powerful exercise and I encourage you to try it uh, for a few different reasons. You might be thinking, well, why would I talk about all these negative things, right? What I don't wanna do, right? There's people who will say, oh, you only have to focus on the positive, your brain doesn't really register the negative, and if you focus on that, then you end up steering yourself in the wrong direction. But I would say in this case, it's a little bit different than that. We are actually trying to laser focus, right, and put blinders on to the things that will interfere with our ability to reach our goal. And an effective way to do that can be to simply state the things that you won't do. You can call these negative goals. You can call it a not to-do list. You know, a lot of us like to make to-do lists or make goals. Uh, So maybe this is a negative goal or something not to do. But I think it can be really powerful because one, like I said, it helps keep us focused towards our goal. Two, it helps eliminate distractions. Uh, So if we're thinking about multiple things and we say, look, I'm not going to do that right now, then now we have the space and the energy to focus on what we want to do. So just by blocking some of those things out, it kind of gives us that space. So you can think of the analogy, let's say that you're in a room with a lot of clutter. Maybe there's things everywhere, right? It's really hard to think straight because you've kind of got everything out all over the place. But let's say then you go into a room that's very spacious, everything's very clean and organized, very orderly. You begin to think differently. And it's not because you somehow changed, right? You're the same person in both rooms and in both environments. But the difference is because you don't have all these other distractions, all these other things kind of pulling at your energy a little bit at a time, you're actually able to have the space to think clearly and then to focus on what you want to do. So try that out, or maybe you've, you've had this experience before, or maybe you're much better at organizing than I am, <laughs> and you haven't had this experience of walking into a room full of clutter, but just pay attention to how you feel, right? And it's the same way when we have a lot of goals that we want to accomplish. All of those goals can be mental clutter. We're thinking, oh, I want to learn Spanish, and I want to learn Portuguese, and I want to learn French, I want to travel, I want to do this. And oftentimes, if we spend our days thinking about all the things we want to do, at the end of the day, we find that we've made little or no progress towards meeting any of those goals because we're just overwhelmed with the sheer number of things that we want to do. So again, not only can this help you focus, it can also help you uh, clear out distractions. 
And lastly, it can help you make decisions. You know, coming up with a list of things that you won't do this year can really help you evaluate new opportunities as they arise. So it really does free up, again, a lot of mental space and time because instead of trying to evaluate, okay, should I buy this course? Should I do that? Should I uh, have this meeting? Should I, you know, go to this uh, event? If you already have some parameters, some guides to say, look, these are things I'm not going to do this year, then it makes it a lot easier to make those decisions as they come up, as those opportunities arise to do other things you have a quick reference to, oh, you know what? I said, I'm not doing that this year. Okay, so those three things are really powerful reasons why you wanna come up with a list of things that you will not do in 2022. Oh, that kind of rhymes, you will not do in 2022. Anyway, <laughs> so as you come up with that, uh, that list or think about coming up with that list, keep those benefits in mind and, and think about a way, again, to make this positive. Remember, we're trying to stay focused on the things that really matter and that are really important when it comes to reaching Spanish fluency. And there is a lot of noise out there in uh, the language learning space. I know we've just gotten through the holiday season. A lot of you were probably inundated with emails about uh, Black Friday deals and all these types of things, New Year sales and all of that. And it can become just a little bit overwhelming because you're thinking, look, I really want to be fluent in Spanish. There's all these opportunities available. Why am I not fluent yet? And the answer could be because you haven't said no to the things that don't work for you. I really like this quote that Oprah said. I think it was Oprah. Uh, but she said, you know, you can have it all, but not all at once. You can have it all, everything you want, but not all at once. Now, how does that relate to learning Spanish, right? Because yes, we can apply all of these principles to anything in our lives. But when it comes to speaking Spanish fluently, and again, we're talking about conversational fluency. We're not talking about going to pass a test, even though, you know, sure, if you if that's something you want to do, or you would like to do, or you have to do, uh, because you want citizenship in a different country, or you're looking for a job. I understand those goals. But I think most of you are interested in, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be able to speak Spanish uh, to people around you, to people that you encounter when you travel, in your community, friends and family. You don't want to be sitting in a room where you can't understand what anyone is saying. I know that's a big motivator for a lot of people learning any language, really, but especially with Spanish, as we have more people in our communities that might speak other languages, you know, it really does feel uncomfortable when you're sitting there and you're the only person that doesn't know what's going on, especially when they're making jokes and laughing. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before. <laughs> and maybe you're not as self-conscious as I am, but I think it's so funny that the first thought that pops into my mind when... I hear uh, people laughing around me and they might be speaking a language I don't know. Uh, I just always assume they're laughing at me or, or you know, the joke has to be about me, right? <laughs> or, or at minimum, like let's say you're not super self-conscious and you don't think the world revolves around you. At minimum, you just like to be in on the joke, right? Like everyone else is laughing or they're snickering about something. You, you can tell there's like something going on, they're communicating, but you don't know what it is. Um, so in any case, not to get too off track, um, but it can be a real motivator to think, look, I want to be able to understand what people are saying around me 
So I really want to focus on improving my listening comprehension. But then you might think, oh, but I also want to be able to speak Spanish with perfect pronunciation. I want to never pause uh, while I'm trying to think of something. And you know what? I need to be able to speak in the present, the past, and the future. So now what have we just done to that original goal of I just want to understand what people are saying around me or I want to understand my favorite song or, you know, a show I like. Now we've cluttered that initial goal up with all these other things. Oh, but if I'm if I'm listening to someone, I need to be able to respond. And if I need to be able to respond, then I also need to know how to say things. That means I have to learn grammar and I have to learn all the different grammar conjugations for every single verb. And oh, my gosh. And what happens? You get overwhelmed, shut down (laughs) and you do nothing or at least nothing effective towards meeting your goal. So this is the power of this not to do list. So in this case, if we're focusing on listening comprehension, we can say, listen, I will not study grammar. I will not study grammar. Why? Because my goal is focusing on listening comprehension. And this is an important uh, parameter to set up because if you're the type of person that really does get bogged down in those details, um, if, if you listen to our episode where we talked about uh, the types of language learners, right? If you are one of those people that is an overthinker, right? An analyzer, <laughs> then this might be something that you really get caught up in. You know, you could have a goal to focus on listening comprehension. You could be listening to something and go, okay, I understood about half of that. I didn't understand these other words. And instead of just repeating the process and following a listening comprehension exercise that would actually work for you, you might get derailed and go, hmm, they said the word ISO. ISO, what does that mean? Okay, ISO means uh, that he made or she made or he did or she did. Okay, wow, that's the verb hacer. You know, I should learn every conjugation for the verb hacer. Okay, is hacer, it's an irregular verb. Wow, maybe I should learn all the irregular verbs. Okay, that's the past tense, that's the preterite, but maybe I need to also learn el imperfecto. And then I should learn it in the future because it's also irregular in the future. And you see what just happened? <laughs> I'm supposed to be focusing on listening comprehension. I already accomplished that goal when I understood that iso meant that he or she did or made, depending on the context of what I was listening to. But I have turned this into a grammar exercise. But if I had a not to do list that said, I will not study grammar, right? Because I'm focusing on listening comprehension, then I would have been able to easily shut that down. Ah, you know what? I started opening up a grammar book. I said, I'm not going to do that because I'm focusing on listening comprehension as my goal for 2022. And why am I focusing on that? Because it really bothers me when I don't understand what people are saying when uh, I'm around a group of people speaking Spanish and I'm the only English speaker. So you have to really keep those things in mind because it's so easy to try to do everything all at once. And remember, you can, but you just can't do everything all at the same time. You can do everything, right? But just not all at the same time. So this is a way that it can be powerful to come up with a not to-do list because it keeps you from getting derailed from your goal. And here's the ironic thing. Had you continue to focus on your goal of listening comprehension, you will naturally pick up some grammar, right? It's not that you won't learn the verb hacer because maybe later on in the same thing you're listening to, the person uh, that's, you know, talking or whatever the content is, you hear the word hice, hice, which means I did or I made. 
And then you're going to start to put it together like a puzzle. Oh, that's also the verb hacer, but it's in the first person, yo. Wow, that's kind of cool. And as you do that, your brain will make those connections naturally without you having to pull out a book and go, I'm going to learn the verb hacer. Okay, much more effective to do it in context, but also focusing on that one main goal will have the secondary effect of you also improving other goals, just like your pronunciation goal. This actually happened with me. You know, I wasn't really focused on, I want to, you know, have perfect pronunciation in Spanish. And I don't think I have perfect pronunciation in any language. But through listening to music, through learning through music, I found out one day that my pronunciation had actually improved quite a bit. And I got that feedback from other people speaking Spanish. They said, hey, you're, you, you sound really nice. You have a really nice accent the way you speak. You don't, you don't have too strong of an American accent. But that was not my focus. My focus was, I want to hear and understand this particular song. And then that became a whole playlist of songs. And then it became, I want to learn more about this artist. But it started with focusing on the goal of learning just one song at a time. So just because you are not focused on everything all at once does not mean you will not make other improvements. That's my, my real point there. So it's really powerful to come up with this not to do list. And I really encourage and challenge you to work on that as you're mapping out your goals for this year. It's really important to have that focus because it is the only way to make progress and deciding what you won't do is just as important as deciding what you will do because it will help you stay on track. Now, a couple of other things you could do with your not to do list is you can have some parameters around how you spend your time. So for example, I can say, I will not schedule anything else on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at lunchtime. Why? Because that's the time that I am engaged in conversation in Spanish. These are my Spanish conversation times. Maybe it's my study time. Maybe it's time I'm talking to a conversation partner or my coach or a teacher. Okay, but if you black that out on your schedule, you say, I will not schedule anything else on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at lunchtime. And so when someone calls you a month from now and says, hey, let's go out to lunch on Wednesday, you go, you know what? I really can't um, on Wednesday. It doesn't work for me. Are you available on Thursday? You don't have to think about it. Well, maybe I should go. I haven't seen this person in a while and I would really like to go out to, to lunch with them. Uh, but you've already decided that you don't schedule things on Wednesdays. So again, it's the power of setting that intention and saying, this is what I will not do. It's not negotiable. I'm going to reach my goal of fluency and I will not study grammar. I'll focus on one goal at a time. I will not schedule anything during my Spanish uh, time because I've already dedicated that time on my schedule for Spanish. You could also come up with Uh, this is more of like a not until list. I really like this. So it's not just a not to do list. It's a not until list. So let me explain what I mean by that. So you can say that you won't do one thing until you do something else first. And if you're someone who's struggling with this idea of you want to do everything, all of the things <laughs> all at once, then this can really help you get through that mental hurdle of thinking, oh, but I really do want to learn grammar, right? I have to learn the past, present, future, all the tenses, subjunctive, right? You do, right? At some point. But having the not until list can help you sequence things and take 
away some of the anxiety around not being able to do it right now. So here's an example. I will not start studying the past tense until I'm comfortable speaking in the present tense. And you can make that more specific until I learn, you know, 50 verbs, the most commonly used verbs, or, you know, from a specific uh, piece of content, you can, you can dial that in. But that way you can say, oh, that doesn't mean I'm never gonna learn the past tense, but I'm just gonna learn the present tense first and be comfortable with speaking in the present tense. And once I achieve that goal, then I'll do this. So it's like a if then, well, not an if then, a when then. <laughs> okay, but I call it a not until. So I will not start a new lesson. So whatever course that you have, if you have our Learn Spanish with Music course, for example, you can say, I will not start a new lesson until I review my notes from the previous lesson. I will not start a new lesson until I review my notes from the previous lesson. This is really important, why? Because a lot of us will just buzz through material. We, we get a lesson, oh, I wanna learn something new, learn the next thing, but we haven't really learned it. We haven't mastered it. We've been exposed to it, but we haven't actually learned it well enough to use it on our own. And I always encourage anyone that's uh, you know, taking any course, but especially one of our courses at Spanish Con Salsa, that you make that time to review your notes. You can say, I will not start a new Spanish course until I am comfortable introducing myself in Spanish. I will not buy a new Spanish course until I finish the one I've already purchased. How about that? <laughs> that's another example of a not until. I will not schedule another Spanish lesson until I watch the recording from my previous lesson. So, and that one is especially for those of you who are learning with us at Spanish Con Salsa because we do provide you with recordings. And I know it can seem a little cringeworthy to watch yourself speaking Spanish or sometimes boring because you're like, oh, I've already learned this. But you'd be amazed by the number of things that you notice the second time or even third time that you hear something said or that you even see yourself speak and you go, ooh, my pronunciation has gotten better or maybe there's something I still need to work on. So it's important to do that type of review. So you can say, look, I will not have another lesson until I review the notes or the recording from my previous class because that really does, again, help you move forward. So I hope this gave you some ideas. These are just some things to keep in mind. And again, it's just another tool in your toolbox to help you get fluent faster because I know, again, that's what we all want, right? We don't want to spend 10, 20, 30 years, you know, to learn a language. And I know some of you have been at it for several years and you still feel frustrated that you're not where you want to be. But I suggest try this out. Try to come up with a not to do list or a not until list to help you prioritize your goals for this year and also to decide how to stay focused and not get distracted. What are your non-negotiables? What will you not do? So I hope that you found that helpful. As always, I hope that something in this episode of the podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 